0: I'm Levy Dalton, and this is All Drink to That, where we get behind the scenes of the wine business. Recently, while the harvest for the 2012 vintage was in full swing, I traveled to the Piemonte in northern Italy to meet with top winemakers there. I spoke with several well-respected growers and producers in that region, and I wanted to share some of those conversations with you. Here today are Fabio Alessandria of the GB Berlotto Winery in Verduno, and Marta Rinaldi of the lauded Giuseppe Rinaldi in Barolo. These are some of Piemonte's sharpest minds and people who you can draw a lot. Of informed experience from, here's what they said. Maybe one of the most important and certainly one of the most lauded and coveted producers in Barolo in a traditional idiom is Giuseppe Rinaldi. Giuseppe has been run for several years now by Beppe Rinaldi, who's an iconic, uh, to say the least, and a little bit eccentric producer who is located in a house and cantino right behind the town of Barolo itself. His daughter, Marta Rinaldi, has been working with him in the winery for several years and was willing to sit down for what may be one of her first interviews ever in English. Here's what she had to say about some of the best, most exquisite, ageable Barolo being made today.
1: Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) From Barolo.
0: (laughs) How did you get started with the winery?
1: Uh, so my father is uh, the, the fifth generation, and uh, I decided to study enology uh, when I was, I think, at 10 years old. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I always heard us speak about the enological school in Alba. That, uh, of my father and my grandfather attended. So, uh, at, uh, 15 years old, uh, I began to study enology for uh, six years, uh, the secondary school. And, uh, there I met a uh, lot of sons winemakers, uh, and good friends for the life. And, uh, and then uh, I went to Torino to study viticulture and enology at the university, uh, for other three years. Uh, but, you know, uh, we work uh, more or less uh, as my grandfather did. So uh, it's my father that took me uh, everything.
0: Yes. And how would you summarize in your thoughts about the style, if there is such a thing as uh, a Giuseppe Rinaldi's style of Barolo? What is that wine like?
1: Uh, I uh, I always uh, uh, like the traditional Barolo wines, but. Not only the barrel wines. Uh, I like uh, uh, the, uh, the wines without uh, the taste of wood in general.
0: So, no wood? No wood. Yes. No, no taste of wood. Yes.
1: Uh, I like uh, the wines that are more honest uh, when you can find uh, the variety. It's not important if they cannot leave. Uh, uh, as a as a Barolo, if they are not so rich in tannins, uh, uh, But Nebbiolo already uh, has a, a real uh, good richness in tannins. So to me, it's not necessary to add anything to uh, to uh, to the Nebbiolo. And um, it's very important for a wine as Barolo that have to live so many years to make a long maceration. Uh, so you make a great extraction from the skins where the color and the tannins are. Uh, so uh, I agree with who uh, are making long macerations uh, and then uh, long aging uh, with, uh, with the big bar. May old big bar.
0: And what are the characteristics in terms of flavor that you often find uh, with Nebbiolos that you like? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it, it depends uh, is, uh, the beautiful side uh, of this area is that uh, you can find uh, different baroli because of the soils because of uh, the expositions of the vineyard uh, So is a uh, richness of the area you can find uh, in general baroli from Saralunga, for example, uh, more tannic uh, that you can uh, that you have to wait more time for the aging in the bottle. Uh, when you feel maybe more tobacco, more licorice. Uh, we, we speak about the taste uh, of the of the marl, especially in Brunate, for example, that is more rich of clay, the soil. In other places, uh, more sandy ones, uh, flavors are more kind, more delicate, also the tannins. Uh, but it's really uh, a rich flavor. The one of Nebbiolo. No? I like uh, the wines, uh, the Barolo wine, uh, when you don't really know uh, how many flavor you you are feeling, and uh, uh, you know that they are coming from the variety, from the area, not f- from from the, the barrique or uh, something that you are adding. You also make a wonderful Frasia. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more
0: about what Frasia as a grape variety is like and how you interpret that grape variety?
1: Mm. Frasia, I think it's quite a special variety, very local. Uh, the, uh, the real, the typical Frasia uh, is from uh, Torino, from the area of Chieri. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it's the most known Frasia with sparkling wine. They produce it with sparkling wine. But it's completely a different Fraysa uh, from uh, the phrase of Lange. Uh, that uh, is a uh, wine as Dolcetto or Barbera. So a uh, wine to, to drink uh, uh, quite younger than a Barolo, uh, more easier to drink. Uh, but it's quite uh, uh, different from uh, Dolcetto and Barbera because uh, it's of the family of Nebbiolo. So it's uh, the mother of Nebbiolo.
0: I did not know that.
1: Uh, genetically, and uh, it's very close to uh, to Nebbiolo. And the fact is, uh, uh, it's less coloured than a Barbera, for example. Uh, it's more tannic, uh, and uh, here in the area, uh, also is quite uh, a strong, uh, wild one. We say that phrase is quite wild, because here with our clay. Uh, is going to seem too nebbiolo with the aging. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, how have you seen the area uh, here, in, here in the Barolo commune of Barolo? How have you seen that area change since you were a little girl? Have you seen more increased visitors from uh, America and other countries? Has prosperity happened a little bit in this region? Or what has been the change?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, many things changed uh, 20 years ago. More or less, because uh, uh, many vineyard uh, of uh, Dolcetto or Barbera, many woods uh, disappeared, uh, because uh, uh, people began to plant uh, more Nebbiolo to produce Barolo. Uh, yeah, because of uh, the, the money and uh, first, and unluckily uh, uh, the the landscape changed uh, a lot. Uh, it's quite full of vineyard you see uh, and uh we had a lot a lot of German people uh twenty thirty years ago. now I don't know why, because maybe economical problems uh, uh, they are they are not coming uh, so often and uh <laughs> Mum. Okay. Uh, no, no, I don't need to go. No. And uh, now we have more uh, Norwegians, more people from the north. Uh, they are very interesting uh, in Barolo, and uh, and the food of the area is really a great, uh, great uh, customers uh, than the American people, uh, Japan. Yeah, the the Barolo is going. Uh, far away around the world. (laughs) But I like most uh, to sell the wine directly to old and private customers uh, and uh, to to sell more wine in Italy and in Piedmont uh, and in Europe, because I think that the culture and the food is going to be perfect with that.
0: When do you usually open your own Barolos? Mm -hmm. Um, At what age do you start to really enjoy them for your own consumption?
1: uh i we like uh, to um to have baroli uh, from 10 years ago mm-hmm. from 10 years because uh, you you can uh begin to feel uh, how was really the harvest then i i tried baroli 40 50 years so uh, that's great uh, uh, to uh, to try barolo that your grandfather made and uh, barolo must be a wine not easy to drink young because it's a wine as Burgundy, as Porto, to, to keep many years.
0: You are in the middle of the 2012 harvest uh, this week and the weeks previous. What has the harvest been like and what has the 2012 vintage shaping up uh, to be in terms of the characteristics?
1: Mm. Uh, it's not so easy this year. We had a lot of snow during the winter in 2011, so that's great. This summer, uh, the the vineyard were uh, okay, no problems uh, uh, because of uh, the water. uh, They were good. Uh, But we had some hail uh, in the beginning of August. Uh, Luckily, we don't have uh, all the vineyard together. Here here is typical to have different uh, crew. Uh, So uh, in Ravera and Le Coste, uh, grapes are not so so healthy. So good, but in Brunate and Canobi perfect. Uh, we had a uh, quite uh, uh, warm uh, August, and then one week very cold. Now this weather uh, is okay because uh, um, it's quite warm during the day and cold during the night. And that's great for the maturation of Nebbiolo. Uh, today we had some rain. That's not no good at the moment. But you know, you, you never know. <laughs> well,
0: it was not a, a ton of rain. That was just a little bit. I mean, yeah. Um, so when you open a bottle of your own Barolo, do you typically decant it? Or do you open it in advance? Or how do you approach serving a bottle of your own wine?
1: Um, oh, I never make a decantation.
0: Yeah. Never decant?
1: No, never. Uh, I like uh, uh, to wait maybe just a bit more time in the glass. Uh, but, uh, yeah i I like the wine that stays in their bottle
0: <laughs> and what are wines outside of this region that uh you particularly tend to
1: enjoy? um I like m- many many wines uh, I don't like only barolo or only Piedmontese wines uh you know you have to be open on your on your head about uh, differences. So uh, I have many uh, many friends uh, around Italy, and uh, I drink uh, wines from Sicily or from Collio, uh, white wines with maceration, uh, uh, red wines uh, with uh, carbonic fermentation. So uh, I like the the variety and the richness uh, that there is in wine, and uh, but I like the, the wines that are that shows uh, uh, how they are honest. So the shows uh, the the variety normally. Then uh, I believe that uh, there is uh, a classification uh, in wines, in grapes, in the world. So that are uh, very noble, austere grapes, or as Nebbiolo, as Pinot Noir. I don't like so much Bordeaux wines because I don't like so much uh, the taste of Cabernet. <laughs> That's why. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's not necessary to drink uh, every day a great, uh, big uh, star wine. No, there are many really good wines in the world.
0: (laughs) You're in a uh, situation right now where um, there's a concern that you may not be able to label the wines as you have been uh, with the, the two crews, the two separate vineyards on the label. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that uh, debate and situation and maybe who they should write a letter to if they have a uh, desire to help you
1: mm. yeah, we have at the moment we have this problem because uh, the, the European uh, uh, law changed so uh, il, the disciplinare del Barolo uh, had to change and uh, at the moment uh, you cannot write uh, two names of two crew uh, two crews on, uh, on label of Barolo and uh, since uh, 1992, we began to make uh, every year the two blends. So Barolo Brunate Le Coste, Barolo Canubiravera, Vera. And we always wrote uh, the, the name of the crew because, you know, it's, uh, it's the history and it's important to, to keep in the, in the mind of your customers uh, the origin uh, of your wine. And uh, now the law is saying that you can write only one name on your label, and of course the wine, the Barolo inside must be uh, 85% uh, from this vineyard. And, uh, and so uh, it's very uh, it's a, it's the, the traditional to, to, um, to mix the vineyard because of the differences that we have in the area, so you make your wine uh, more balanced normally. Uh, and so uh, maybe uh, I will find uh, the other winemakers that are blending uh, the cruise and uh, we we should uh, uh, write a letter to the ministry and uh, and ask what we can do.
0: The Italian Ministry of Agriculture. Yes,
1: yes, it is in Rome. Uh,
0: About twenty years ago, give or take, uh, you're and before that, your grandfather used to make uh, single vineyard brunate and then your father, uh, Beppe, decided to blend the vineyard sites together into two different Barolos uh, that are blends of different crews. Um, if a change were to happen in the next 20 or 30 years, what might that change look like or will, there will is there likely to be no change?
1: Uh, I would like to continue to uh, make the two blends uh, uh, as now. Um, it's possible that uh, we uh, we are going to as my grandfather made a uh, pure brunate wine and then the other uh, the other vineyard blended together as possible. yeah, because brunate is the biggest vineyard that we have, so it's not so uh, uh, hard to make uh, one barrel of brunate. And, uh, and Brunatti is, uh, is really a great, uh, great soil, a great exposition, and wine is very interesting. And uh, um, it's going to be uh, the, the most interesting during the aging, I think.
0: So potentially that could happen again sometime in the yes. very distant future. Mm-hmm. see si. uh, Are there foods that aren't Italian foods that you enjoy to drink Barolo with in general?
1: Um, but yes, uh, here in Lange we always eat the, <laughs> the same thing uh, because we have a, a lot of local uh, products uh, that are really nice uh, with uh, with Barolo. So uh, from different types of pasta, ravioli, tagliatelle, and uh, meat. Uh, sometimes uh, we, uh, we are cooking some rice uh, with the old Barolo. Uh, yes, but... Uh, yeah, the the food, the local food uh, is great for the for our wines. That's normal, I think, everywhere in the world.
0: Are there foods that aren't the local foods that you really like with Barolo? Uh,
1: I I like all the local food uh, here.
0: See, see, see. Yes. And um, if visitors come uh, as often, you uh, vi- you uh, lead the tours for many visitors because of your different language facilities. Um, that you speak, are are there things that people often don't know about Barolo that maybe they should know? Is there something you'd like to tell people?
1: Um, I have to say that people that uh, are arriving here, uh, they, they know very well the wine, they know the history of the cellar, maybe they read on the internet on some some books uh, about us so I, have, I i like to have customers here because normally we have a really uh, great relation uh it is not only a business relation is also the humane uh, Uh, side of the wine that I like. So I have a customer, so my grandfather coming here every year uh, to buy only six bottles to say hello. uh, They they arrive with some presents, uh, some exchange, so that's great.
0: Up in the northerly Barolo commune of Verduno, there's a winery G.B. Perlotto, which was in the Piemonte, one of the very first to actually bottle wine as opposed to sell it in barrel or demijohn to customers. It's a very historically important estate, and it's been returned to prominence by Fabio Alessandria, who shares a name with many producers in that particular commune, Ferduno, where it seems like every third person is named Alessandria. But he is uh, someone who stands out for both his intellect and his knowledge of about not only how to make wine but how to grow it. If you want to talk about what clones are important what a vintage was like or what it's like in the top cruise of Verduno, which is an area that offers superb value within Barolo, there's really no one better you can talk to than Fabio.
2: Here's what he had to say. Ciao, ciao baby. Could you tell us just a little bit about Burlotto? Yeah, Burlotto. Burlotto is an old family involved in the Barolo production, I'm the fifth generation, and uh, more than 150 years of uh, work here in Verduno, always here in this cellar, in this, with our family, and uh, yeah, it's a small, medium small cellar for the area, today we have 14, 15 hectares, 10 hectare in Verduno village, 0.7 hectare in Barolo, in a the famous Crook Canubi and uh, Free Forretter uh, in Roddy Village, where we cultivate Barbera, uh, Dolcetto, and a little bit of Raza. So for uh, for the, the the red variety, we cultivate just the, the classic red variety, so the Free Walno well, grapes are uh, as uh, Dolcetto, Barbera, and Nebbiolo. Uh, a little bit of Fraser, the old an old variety, Fraser, probably the father or the mother of the Nebbiolo, and the Pelaverga in Verduno. Pelaverga, this is another very old variety, indigenous variety, historically cultivated only here in Verduna. The vinification is very classic, very traditional, and the aging too. And your ancestor was one of the first to bottle
0: Barolo in a bottle as opposed to a, a basket or uh, like that. So kind of a, the first the bottle as we might associate Barolo in a bottle today.
2: Is that is that true? Uh, the legends say that. Uh, we, it's very difficult if uh, it's really true or not. But the legend say that uh, my great-great-grandfather was one of the first people or the first people who bottled uh, Barolo. With his label, with his signature. Before before was uh, normal to to sell Barolo in uh, Damigiana or in Barra. Yeah? Uh, he introduced uh, the practice of the bottling. Yeah. Uh, at the time uh, he was one of the pioneer. No, of the the, the uh, was is considered one of the father of the Barolo and um, a pioneer of the Barolo.
0: And how would you sum up the style, or how you tend to interpret your own vineyard sites? What is it that you look for in the wines uh, that you like to make?
2: Oh, it's uh, it's quite easy. We try to exalt the, the what Verduno and Barolo and Canubi offer us, also because uh, so Verduino offer elegance, offer harmony, balance, uh, a lot of. Uh, Aroma, no, the, the the wine made in Verduno are more gentle than rich and uh, and bold, you know. And so we we love the uh, this uh, this style of wine, and so we try to exalt this. Uh, and. Uh, so here you are, uh,
0: halfway through or a bit away through the 2012 vintage. How is the vintage and the harvest going
2: for you so, uh, so far? So it's, uh, it's still too early for me to speak now. Uh, we had, um, till today we are quite happy. The spring was uh, quite humid uh, and the beginning of the summer too. We had uh, a lot of rain in the beginning of summer in the spring. The summer was uh, was quite warm, yeah. Especially the last week of uh, the last week of August was uh, really warm. After after this week, the, the, the weather changed a lot. We had four or five days with rain, and uh, the temperature go down immediately. Uh, so we just harvested the, the the Sauvignon Blanc, the Dolcetto d'Alba, and the vineyard of of Verga. And now we hope that the weather help us. Uh, today the weather was not perfect, so we stopped at the harvest and we hope to continue tomorrow with uh, another vineyard of Pella Velga. So today we are happy, but we have to see what happens this day. If the, the, the weather helps us, uh, we can say that probably we will have another good vintage. We'll see if uh, fantastic, uh, really good, uh, hot. Only good. Uh, we'll see, but uh, we the the grapes are are fine now.
0: And uh, in addition to Pelaverga, which is a native, indigenous grape variety due to the area of Barolo you're located in, you make another uh, grape variety that not a lot of people make called Frasia. Could you tell me a little bit more about the characteristics of Fraser and what it's like to work with both in the vineyard and the cellar?
2: Fraser, mm, uh, some study made uh, with the, in the University of Turin said that probably Fraser is the father or mother of the Nebbiolo grape. No, Nebbiolo and Fraser, a, a large part of DNA in these two grapes is the same. And Fraser is older than Nebbiolo, so. Uh, We think that probably Nebbiolo comes from Fraser. Uh, Fraser is, uh, for me, Fraser and Nebbiolo are like two cousins. The Fraser is the cousin more uh, vigorous, more a little bit more rustic, uh, uh, with more energy. uh, While the Nebbiolo is the cousin more elegant, more delicate. uh, If you want more complex, too. In the vineyard, they are quite similar. but Fraser needs a little bit more attention because uh, the the tannin of the Fraser doesn't write very well as the tannin of Nebbiolo. Uh, so, if you want to to produce a really classic style Fraser, I speak about a Fraser still eh, made in a classic way. I don't speak about a Fraser uh, sparkling easy wine. But if you want to make a classic Fraser. Uh, you have to find the right position, uh, the really good soil for Fraser, because of, and also the heel have to be a little bit lower than Nebbiolo, uh, because of uh, for, to have a completely uh, maturity of the grape. To have the completely maturity of the grape is more difficult than for Nebbiolo, so more attention and uh, same soil, the same exposition for Nebbiolo for Barolo. And can you talk tell a little bit about
0: your own history with the estate, and at what age you uh, got involved with the winemaking here, and how uh, what was it like to grow up in this place?
2: So we have a, a long history. Probably today we are the the oldest or one of the oldest in, fam- in family involved in the barrel production. There is some name, some seller order older than us but they change a donor they change a property, they change place so uh, um, I'm the fifth generation working one in my family always here in this uh, in this place in the same cellar um, as we uh, told before um, the, the founder of the cellar, Joan Batista Bullot, my great grandfather is considered one of the father of the Barolo he uh, introduced the practice to bottle Barolo and he was the... the, 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 the um, he produced the wine for the royal family. Huh? In, the, in our cellar you can see some a big uh, cask, uh, uh, old cask where he teaches the wine for the royal family with the symbol of the royal family. Uh, so the history is... Long, very long, and for me it's important to to maintain to continue the 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 work of uh, my my family. Uh, When did did you go to analogy school, or did you learn by watching? Yeah, I studied in the technical school of viticulture and enology in the University of viticulture and enology. this is the reason because my English is so bad because I always studied French, no, <laughs> in the school. So I learned the English speaking with the people, and um, I finished my study in 1999, two thousand. So from two thousand, I, I in two thousand I started to work uh, in the cellar, but also during my university I studied. I worked with my father and my mother. After some experience outside, yeah, of course, but small experience. But fortunately, my parents give me uh, with pleasure the, the the possibility to experiment, to to do to try. You know they, they were not so uh, protective with me, and they told me the they gave me the, the, the liberty to to do what uh, to to do what I want, to do what I feel.
0: Uh, a lot of times
2: uh, we enjoy
0: the, these wines in the region with the local dishes of Italian, northern Italian cuisine. Is there food from other areas of the world that you enjoy with the wines that you produce?
2: Oh, of course, of course. Uh, P- the Piedmontese wine are, are wine for food, of course. With Piedmontese food, with Italian food, are really good, but I think that... Uh, uh, they match very, very well with many different kinds of kitchen. No? Uh, for example, the is, I think it's a really good wine for sushi, sashimi, for the, for the Japanese food, for the Thai food. Uh, Barolo, I love Barolo with the stack too. Uh, for me, one of the best moments for drink Barolo, it's with a, an American stack no, too. Uh, so I think, uh, of course, Piedmontese food and Piedmontese wine are the best the best things uh, if you want to appreciate the wine. But uh, the old kitchen is good. Eh? Um, sometimes the people ask me what uh, what I have to eat uh, with Barolo. Well, I, Barolo is so uh, important. Why? I have to cook uh, all day for to prepare a meal uh, important for the Barolo. I, I Often answer that open the fridge, bring a piece of good cheese, and open the bottle. No, it's easy. So mm, it's not important to have uh, Italian food with Italian wine. You can. I think that Piedmontese wine are neat food, but many different kind of food.
0: At what age do you start typically drinking? The wines of Barlotto in, in in your own dinners. What when do you prefer to start drinking the wines of the Barolo?
2: Speaking about Barolo, um, drink for uh, so I'm a drinker quite young Barolo, honestly. Uh, especially when uh, during the meal. Uh, so I think that uh, very. Uh, all bottles of barolo very good uh, conserved stored uh, uh, and uh, in a good vintage uh, with a good producer can offer something really special huh? about a 20 or 30 or 40 years uh, a 40 years barolo 30s barolo can offer some emotion that uh, is difficult to find in some other wine so it's a special occasion, it's a special event, a uh, special taste of wine. And probably the best uh, emotion that you can have from a wine, you have from this bottle, no? All bottle, good aged, no? But usually when uh, uh, when I have a lunch or a dinner... I usually drink a barolo a little bit younger because with food, I need a wine that uh, that have a little bit more that have a, a little bit of freshness no uh, a little bit of acidity, a little bit of uh, tannin to clean me the palate. so usually when I go to the restaurant uh, I order a bottle of barolo from around ten years old from 6 to 12, 13, 15 years old. This is my idea of Barolo, when I eat. When I, I just open a bottle and I have time for to drink a glass of Barolo and I uh, give the wine more attention, I can open bottle older. But for drinking during a meal for me, uh, I I prefer a bottle around 10 years old.
0: And do you typically decant those wines, or...?
2: A difficult question. It depends on the wine. Uh, when the wine is really old, before to dec- decant the bottle, I prefer to taste the wine. Because uh, some old wines are really good in uh, just a few minutes, no? And after the quality goes down, no? And so I mean, if, I, if I feel that... Uh, uh, it's not necessary. I prefer to taste before and after I decide if they can't or not. They can't. Uh, for a young Barolo, uh, the decant is not a bad thing. Huh? Uh, it's not a bad thing, especially if we don't have time to wait the bottle. So if uh, I'm in the restaurant uh, and I have a lunch uh, for one hour or half an hour, and decide to open a bottle of Barolo, probably the decanter is a good solution. If I have time, uh, I open a bottle at home. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a good solution to open the bottle and see how the wine changes during the time. No, But we need time. <laughs>
0: uh, obviously, a lot of Barolo is sold in America today. Do you think that... Um is there anything in particular that maybe the American market doesn't understand about Piemonte or Barolo that stands out for you when you speak with
2: customers? Hmm. Uh, I think that I appreciate a lot the, 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 the American market because it's um, the people want to learn. And this, for me, it's very, very important, especially uh, in particular the, the, the people who work in the, the wine shop, in the restaurant, Every time that I visit New York, not often, unfortunately, but uh, sometime, uh, the people want to learn. Uh, the people is really open uh, for to to hear something new. Uh, and for me, it's uh, this is really really important in our job because uh, the one is so complicated. And if uh, we have our, our idea, want to you know, want to change, uh, and we want to never change. Uh, it's a little bit a mistake, I think, no, in the wine. So it's important to learn. It's important to hear, and uh, the American market uh, it's open. Uh, and this is really, really important. I think also that uh, I feel that the, the 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 American taste is changing a little bit, no. Fortunately for my wine, because of. Uh, I feel that uh, now the the, the people uh, appreciate more and more the elegant style, the finesse. Uh, uh, Probably 15, 20 years ago, uh, the people appreciate more the the, the power of the wine, that uh, they would like to, to, to drink wine a little bit more rocky, more rich, more power. And so, it's not my point of view. It's not my idea of wine. No. But now, I feel that the people is interested more and more, and they appreciate more and more the elegance, the finesse. So, it's a good thing. I think for, for me and for my idea of wine.
0: What's next for Perlotto? Are there any new projects in terms of maybe an, a new wine or a new vineyard or uh, something that might happen in the future that is on the horizon?
2: So we we made uh, a lot of uh, things in this year. As you can see, we made a renovation of a part of the cellar. Uh, we produce uh, fourteen wines. <laughs> so we have a, a range so large of wine that uh, we are quite busy, you no? And so I think in the next future we don't we don't have any news, no? any new wine i have only i uh, not a dream but uh uh if uh, i would like to to uh, to have a vineyard in uh uh to, yeah to 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 rent to buy a vineyard uh, in monforte serlungo Cas Folletto because of uh, as you know our property is in Vertuno. so in the part of the area of the barolo where the Barolo are more elegant, more delicate, more uh, with more balance, no? Uh, we have a vineyard in Canubi, who is uh, exactly in the middle. And so I would like to, to, to try to unify some grape of, of Barolo from the, the other side, no? Uh, where the Barolo is, is a little bit more uh, power, more tannic, no? Just for to have the... the for to complete my experience with Barolo. So uh, I love, um, in the wine, I I love the elegance. I love the complexity on on the aroma and the harmony and the balance. So I'm happy to be here and to, to have the possibility to to vinify uh, Verduno the, and Canubi, because Canubi, many, many people think that Canubi is a vineyard of power, but it's not true. Canubi is elegance. So, uh, Canubi it's one of the most elegant vineyards in the Barolo area. But uh, from my experience, it would be nice to, to have the possibility to vinify a vineyard in Montforte and in Sera for to see what happened there.